Good afternoon. Thank you for listening to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players from around the world. I am PJ, and with me as always as the indomitable Gareth. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Good. and I'm really happy to be talking to you. We're here again. Episode five. Can you believe it? We've made it this far. I, I, you know what's more astounding is that people are still listening to us. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> And we've got we've got twenty seven episodes still to record. So, I know. Um, so and more ideas are flowing in all the time. So it's not just uh, the twenty five um, that we've we've jotted down. We've got more ideas coming in. So if anybody wants absolutely. to hear certain topics, just fire them into the comments or drop me a message or PJ. A no, message. we absolutely we totally welcome input from our listeners. Yeah, always. Uh, so today, so um, I think you're going to give it a context about uh, our topic today and why it's important. So today we are going to talk about one is the loneliest number. Solo gaming. Um, Right. To solo game or not to solo game. I believe that is the question. And that seems, Um, I think you were telling me about a recent discussion. I'm not quite sure which forum it was on um, or location, but you were sharing that people had some differing views on whether soloing was even a game. Exactly. Um, So recently it was brought to my attention now, as you know, I'm only on Instagram, but it was other platforms. Um, there was some conversation, discussion, we'll be polite, about solo gaming. And at some point, the argument came up that solo gaming is somehow less legitimate wow. than multiplayer gaming. And someone, and again, I don't know, right? I can't give you handles or names, so... Don't, listeners, don't try to find out who I'm talking about. I don't know who these people are. Um, But apparently it was argued that if you are interested in a solo variant of a game, you should pay more than the rest of us who don't want a solo variant. So because every, I mean, a lot of Kickstarters I've seen recently have have had solo added in. It's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. I mean, there was a recent... Kickstarter, uh, Heroes of Normandy, it was a, re- a reprint, and then there was a lot of demand for Solo, but they did that as an, as an addition. I mean, it's a full-on, another whole package, tons of additional parts, but that was paid for, which I did end up buying, which I'll add on later. Um, but I think that's choice. I mean, if they can do a Solo and it doesn't, co- it's using the same components, then why would I expect differently? And I know loads of Solo board gamers in the Instagram community who contribute everything about that part of gaming which i often read because it's useful for i guess i'm not a i would not class myself as a solo gamer but i do play games solo but that's more exactly. of, that's more of a scenario in my life where i haven't got people around me um i'm on holiday I, i'm traveling is probably my biggest one if i'm away with work and um we haven't got anything in the evening planned then i'll always throw a couple of solo games into the bag because it just yes. into the mind. It's just better than sitting Absolutely. in a hotel room drinking or eating or um, you know, just being bored. No, I totally agree. Um, solo gaming is as equally legitimate as multiplayer gaming, and there's a time and place for it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's an interesting phenomenon. You know, you brought it up. There are a lot of purely solo gamers and. They do it for, gosh, a variety of reasons. Health reasons, um, 
social anxiety reasons. Mm, I was about to say the same. Uh, mental health decompression, self-care, yeah. the whole gambit, right? Um, and then, of course, there's this phenomenon of offering solo variants. I'm thinking, once again, we always talk about him, right? It's Jamie Stegmeier. Every single one of his games has that automata mm-hmm. factory. Like, yeah. he's trademarked the solo variant, if you will, of all of his games. And I think that's a testament to Stonemeyer games. I think it's a testament to him as a designer, right? Mm. Well, isn't it? It's, it's the whole design factory of, I mean, it's a separate group of people whose, whose role is to design something that works for those gamers who, like you say, don't want to sit around a table with a group of other players. They find their energy from challenging themselves or challenged by the game. And sometimes I've seen, you know, there's like a score mark or you just kind of beat, beat the game through your own unique way of playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the thing is, if you don't want to, you just set that aside and it's like a deck of cards or something. Um, like you, I'm not a solo gamer primarily. Um, I played a lot of solo games in preparation for this episode. <laughs> the more prep, um, I've done reading but, and researching. Yep. So you were talking about when you solo game, and yeah. I typically solo game when my wife is painting our miniatures. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to state for the record that she did finish all of the Nemesis minis, so we were able to play Aftermath this past hey, weekend. I, you did send me a photograph. So I did. Are, are, they on, are they on your Instagram account yet? Uh, they are not. They need to be. It's been a busy weekend of gaming. I have not had a chance to post much. Um, but while she's painting the minis, I'm playing some solo games. And I tried out a few of them. Those of you, you saw my reel about Arc Nova. That was a, an experience. What, what, what was the score you got again? I, I believe it was one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Legend. Which, as we know, is the loneliest number. <laughs> it, it is, but also... I've I've known people to get a lot less when they play Dark Nova. Right. In multiplayer, In multiplayer, there has been an occasion where I've gotten negative points. Um, that game was stressful. That was a stressful solo experience. Uh, I thought I was going to come out negative and be like, well, this is terrible. I and just, then I won one point, and I couldn't help. I was like, I've got to go tell the Instagram world that I got one point. One point. And then I challenged everyone to try to replicate it. <laughs> and I, I and I haven't because I haven't tried it. And do you think how different was a solo experience to the multiplayer? And does it require a different skill set? So if I played solo a lot, uh, lots of games solo, would I do I felt, better Ark Nova on the first time? If that makes sense. I don't know. It sounds like you and I are really similar in our play styles. I found it to be more challenging. And I don't know why. So one of the things that I struggle with when I play Arc Nova is to get my conservation score up. I can get my appeal, but I can't get my conservation up until late in the game. But playing solo, I backed every single conservation project. So I was actually more successful, and yet my score was lower. So it could just be that I'm a bad... Yeah, it's weird. Because, you know, I think you know, is it part of when I play Arc Nova is that that racy element of watching everyone around you. Exactly. You're like, whether it just dials up the, the competitiveness because there's people around you, 
you like, know, I, to be fair, we, we have to bring on us like a, a solo gamer to give us their perspective of. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So those of you solo gamers out there, reach out to us because I think we'd love to have you on at some point to yeah. really dive deep into the experience. So I think one of the things it's really interesting playing a solo game. What makes me such a good gamer is I'm constantly watching my wife and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, she's got points over there or she's stockpiling these resources. And so it it motivates me. But when there's no one there, it's like, I'm just going to play some cards. And yeah, I think some tile. I think it's, so. That, so if I'm at home and my wife is busy doing other stuff or, you know, what wants what doesn't want to play games and I think I'm going to go play a solo game. I haven't got the energy. I haven't got, I need that social interaction or I just right. think it's just not, I just don't get the kick. We, yeah, we do need to get a solo gamer on here to talk through yes. the experience they have versus how we are. But, um, so I think the plan for the, for this show is you're going to talk through some examples of good solo games, but are actually multiplayer. And then I'm going to talk through a, a number of examples of games I throw in my bag that I end up taking away with me, which are right. more solo gamers. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm not much of a solo gamer, um, but there are two games that are multiplayer with a solo variant that, oh, they are so good. What have you chosen? I First of all, and I know it's on your list. Is terraforming Mars? Yeah, so my list. That is a really so that's a solid game. Uh, the wife and I played it today earlier this morning, just the two of us. Um, and after playing it, we realized we enjoy it better than Ark Nova. Not that we don't like Ark Nova, but because a lot of people make that comparison. Yeah. Uh, we enjoy terraforming Mars more. But they both live in your collection. But they both live in my because I see them very different. Um, I agree. I, I, do, I, I don't think yeah. they're similar, but a lot of people yeah. make that. Yeah, so. I, get, I get the the connection. Um, but Terraforming Mars solo is just it's really good. So, so really weirdly, Terraforming Mars ends up in my work bag. Is that I mean, I've got always small box games, pretty much everything else on my list, but that's Terraforming Mars has been set up on hotel beds solo, and it does it just works solo really well. Well, it's it's like it's designed, it's made for it, right? Yeah. You got these gener- you got this many generations, and just go right. Just terraform Mars, right? And play the game. Just, uh, no prep. I don't, it's, it's more, I think what makes it successful is that it's not just a solo variant, but it, it sells you, it provides you an experience. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, I'm always thinking I'm, I'm pumping up the machine. It starts and you, yeah, you get the same decisions at the beginning about which cards and, um, which corporations and then you just go. And it's how quickly can I fire up the engine and um, and get through the game. But it is a t- obviously it's it's not ideal for traveling because it's it's obviously you need certain size tables or furniture in the room. Unless I go and play downstairs in the uh, restaurant, but then I get odd looks. Especially if you backed the big box. Oh yeah. With yeah. all the 3D yeah. components which we have, and that. it makes the experience greater. Um, it's such a smooth solo experience, right? Yeah, it's, it, it it just works. It just works. But I, I wonder if, that's, yeah, again, question for our solo gamers: Does 
Terraforming Mars tick the box for you and whether that's just a different, you know, that's still seen as a really good solo game. I'm sure it is looking at the geek and what's that's um, a great question. I would love to hear from solo gamers if that's like, you know, are we as multiplayer gamers making an assumption, right? Mm, or mm. is Terraforming Mars in fact that good? That is the question. Because I think yes. again, you look at Board Game Geek, and you, I always look at the kind of what's good with one or two players, and it comes out as good. Right. With, I think it's solid with one, very, you know, very good. But is that spun by multiplayer gamers who happen to play it solo? Because I don't think there's a huge group of solo gamers. I don't know. We'll find out. Hopefully, yeah. it's, it's, oh, it's a great drop us a message. So another game that is a multiplayer with a solo variant. Oh man. Oh, Gareth, Gareth. <laughs> what have you chosen? It's, I have chosen, this is not going to come as a surprise to so many of you, and that's Obsession. Ah, see, I have not played that solo, so tell us more. So the beauty of Obsession, one of, okay, one of my complaints, so let's give you, let's provide context. One of my complaints about solo gaming is that I pull the game out, I set it up on the table, I'm ready to go, and then I'm just exhausted. Yep. And I don't want to anymore. Well, with Obsession, you set the game up. You take your first turn, right? And then you roll a D20. Mm -hmm. And there's like there's a single sol solitaire game card. There's a deck of cards for these houses that you're competing against. And it basically tells you which tile in the builder's market to remove from the game as simple as and that then and then refresh and then take your turn again so you don't have to worry oh, about beautiful yeah because you don't have to worry about well your neighbor who suffers from ap and he's taking an inordinately long time or table chatter whatever right mm -hmm. it's really smooth i love it take my turn roll the d20 do the thing take my turn and then i just keep going um an obsession for me I'm always fashioning some sort of narrative about the people that are taking place in these events in my estate and who's meeting what. And, uh, you know, I love it. Plus it's a great game for us to play as the subtitle of our podcast, uniting players from around the world. We can agree upon, we're all going to play the same house. And we're all going to play against this same AI card. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Steward, I mean, there's right? loads of us have got obsession. So, yes, I have, okay, so I have done play... that with, I've done that with some people. Oh, no. Um, What's the score I've got to get? Oh, exactly. The, so the card tells you what their final score is. Okay. And, and it tells you what, how many points they have in each of the five room types. Yeah. So, when you get to the courtship phase and it's you've got to look at your value of sporting rooms, mm -hmm. you just look at their chart and it'll say they have a four or a three or a negative two. And awesome. you just have to beat that and you win the courtship. Now, you get the courtship, you get one of the Fairchilds and the victory point card. If you lose or tie or tie, mm -hmm. this is important, you, you give a victory point card to your AI opponent. Right. Okay, Secret and face down. Yeah, yeah. Even if you tie. Okay. And then end of the um, game, 
what is it? You, so it's, you've got to the, beat the AI. The game is the score on the AI's card plus any victory points. Okay. And that's it. I think you should uh, let us know which house that you're playing, and then we can uh, add the scores. And people can oh, we're going to do that. Yeah. We're going to definitely do that. Let's talk about uh, that on Instagram and put it onto a couple of stories. We should probably make this like a global thing. I think at first my idea was like four of us would do this. I think no, we should I think make it, it open up to everybody. Yeah. Right. I've noted it down. So we're going we're gonna to show our solo gamers some love and look for our Instagram where we're going to post, you play with this house against this AI house, and we'll compare scores. That way we can all play Obsession I'm sure we can, all over the world. I'm sure we can arrange a prize as well. We could. We let's, could. Let's we see could what we, let's we can rustle up and make this a global event for the best Obsession solo school. And like you say, give, I love the, it. give those... Give these solo gamers some love. Yes. Um, I've got one more I want to talk about. Okay. Um, and this one, this was kind of a, for me, it was it was a bad experience. Oh. Not bad. Bad's not the right word. Would other people agree with you, or is it? No, I think I think people are going to disagree with me. Okay. Um, I did not enjoy it. It wasn't a bad experience. It just, it didn't sizzle for me. I played Cascadia. Uh, okay. Don't play that either. I love Cascadia. Uh, a lot of people do. A lot of people are posting Cascadia. Yeah. I mean, it's all the yeah, rage. Yeah, see it all over the place. Right? Yeah. Um, it just felt it fell flat for me. It's like, okay, I'm gonna take my tile and animal token. I'm gonna place it in my habitat. Then I'm going to take the ones to the far right and discard them, slide them down, and do it again. Was so that, it's just was that the solo experience? That is the solo okay. experience. Do you, so, do you like the multiplayer experience? I love okay. the multiplayer experience. Okay. Um, it just, I don't know, it, it felt like rinse and repeat. You know, it just, it, it was very flat. Um, and it was, you, I don't know. Playing into school? Are they like a, is there like a t- league table that you have to get to a certain school? No, you just, you just score your points and then next time you play, see if you can beat yeah. it. And that's for me. That's not as exciting, but you know, yeah, it's I, available for solo players, and it's a beautiful game with beautiful components. So, does it feel pasted on? Like, not is really. Solo not just really. something that happened as an afterthought. For, you know, maybe I. That might be. That might be why it fell flat. Um, Again, yeah, I'm curious yeah. to hear what other people say. Solo gamers, absolutely. Tell us more. So you've got a long list of things that you take with you. What you got? So I mean, just a couple of call-outs on the ones around good multiplayers. So uh, other things I wrote down. So we talked about Ark Nova. Um, I was writing down too many bones, which I'd never travel with. But um, particularly if you've got the the crate that fits inside the Calyx cube. But Tomb of Bones is like a, a dice fest, custom dice, chuck, going adventure, um, the most outstanding production. But I've only ever played it solo play. And I think you can play, you, you can play more, you, but I just think you it's, can't travel with that though. Uh, they have got like an, I think it's called Unsurmountable, which is like a, like an intro, intro box, which I have taken away with me, but it's a much smaller box, but you can't travel with it. Um, it's another game I wrote down of the games that I've played a lot which are multiplayer but but solo but um like i say the travel one so i've got eight that i've definitely thrown into my 
work travel bag numerous occasions so did you say did you say eight i've got eight i'm gonna rattle okay. through them eight of them in about eight minutes and then that'll all be, right that, kids that, that'll be the show. Hey, pay attention kids if i can remember how they play because i haven't done that much research so these are the eight that i think are awesome solo player and let me know whether you agree or not so um these aren't in any particular order so it's not like a rundown my top eight but at the top of the list i've got under falling skies um gets a lot of love in fact, someone today told me that there's a print and play version. So if you haven't played, you can just literally go and download this. If you need it, drop me a message or a comment and I'll paste it into the link. Uh, Under Falling Skies is basically Space Invaders. Um, you got, uh, you got your base at the bottom, aliens coming down off the mothership. Uh, you've got, you're rolling dice, allocating dice to certain actions. Um, the actual game comes with a campaign. Um, which I've never got to because I've just been playing the kind of the first two or three bases. But yeah, inside the box, um, it's, I think it's three, three campaigns that are sealed and you open them up and then you, it opens up more complexity and just different, a different story path. But, um, I love that to be fair. Seriously, I love it's that. a lot of game and he's, and he's, I say it's just, it is solo, but there is a print and play. But, um, yeah, it's kind of splendor size box, maybe slightly slimmer. Um, so that's, Aliens, evasions, throwing dice, allocating dice. Um, of course, you've got aliens landing and firing at you. You've got to destroy the mothership um, uh, or they need to take over the F or something along that line. That's my first recommendation. Um, there's a game called Friday um, based on the um, like Robinson Crusoe Friday character. Um, it's a small box game. Um, you basically need to survive on the island, um, collecting, gathering items. It's really hard. Um, and you basically, is it a push? I think it's got a little bit of push your luck. But you're basically, yeah, you're gathering cards, collecting cards and working your way through a deck, um, on a, um, on, not on treasure island, on a, um, deserted island. That's another one. One that gets a lot of love from me, but I think it's quite hard to find still. Um, cause I don't think they do that many print runs. So the game called Leaving Earth. Have you played it? I have never heard. Seriously. Tell, tell us more. So, um, so weirdly there's one, two, there's four space games in this top eight, which is, um, surprising because I'm not a massive into, into space games. Um, so Leaving Earth. I would uh, argue that you're more into space yeah, games. Yeah, then maybe I've admitted. Yeah, I, I, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm in denial of my space games, but, um, do not be in denial no, of space, space games. games. Um, so Leaving Earth, um, was a designer that his family set up the the production so i think it was produced at home i actually think in recent years the designers fallen out with the family the family still do the game production but they do it they're all handmade in somewhere in, in the us and so they're really small print runs um you can you can pick them up i've definitely seen them over here but um you it is multiplayer i've never played it um because it just it just works far better solo um, you are running um, either the US Space Agency or the Russian Space Agency or I think European. You start with a budget and you have to develop it from scratch. Um, if you like maths or math, then there's tons of it. Not too complicated, but you have got to work out like you've got to test rockets or you haven't got to test rockets. But guess what happens when you don't test rockets? People die. So um, you have this great mechanic where you can do research and then you get three success cards they're face down and you can decide either to do a test and reveal a card if it fails then you've obviously learned something that card goes away or you can just risk it and fire up um of course you might get a success on the first try but that those three cards what cards remaining get shuffled 
and then the second time, of course, you, you may have a failure or major failure in there. But you, you've got missions like just get a just get a rocket into space, uh, get a man into space, get a man to Mars, um, get a man to the moon, land on the moon, take samples from Venus. Um, but they all require you to kind of work out the the weight and the gravitational pull of getting out of the the, the Earth's atmosphere. There's two expansion boxes. Uh, one goes into the outer, outer solar system, which I've got, and the third one was uh, more around space stations and building space stations. It's got like a shuttle in it, but um, it's absolutely brilliant. And um, don't it's worth looking up if you want to play solar gaming. Um, the, the artwork's beautiful. Components are just lots and lots of cards of different sizes and some very basic wooden um, um, tokens, but like cutouts, they're shaped. But um, Leaving Earth would be the game that I would not part with in my collection. And but you do need to do a bit of maths. So, so math, leaving, leaving, leaving Earth. Earth, check it out. Um, Deep Space D6 is a game from Kickstarter a few years ago. Um, in the box, you've got some different spaceships. Um, you're rolling dice, allocating them very similar, like a little bit to Under Falling Skies from the sort of dice fest perspective. But um, you're basically surviving your way through a deck. Uh, trying to deal with damage and then there's two or three different ex um, ships I think in the box and there's a couple of expansions but again it's only the size of like um, a Ganshon Clever box you know, very easy to throw in a bag um, and again I hear and see people talking about that quite a bit but I think that's quite hard to get um, a game by one of my favourite designers Tony Bordell who designed Snowdonia is a game called Lux Eterna A-E-T-E-R-N-A um, space themed um easy mode i think is 15 minutes uh hard mode's 10 minute game he's even put a link into spotify uh, in the rule book of two bits of music kind of atmospheric that play for that length of time so you hit play on the on the music and then you've just got to survive from not being pulled into a black hole um so you've got six um dashboard components kind of like grav gravity or not grav um yeah gravity i think comms um power i can't remember the six but um again you're throwing dice and you're drawing cards and you've got to the cards have got multi-purpose so one's about how fast you're moving one is kind of an event an action the other one i think is i think you can reserve and then you have to decide you have to use one of each and then you're trying to get away from the black hole before you get sucked in but really intense and well worth looking up definitely available in the uk still that sounds both terrifying and awesome and the artwork's really nice just kind of um one or two one one tone might be two tone but again look it up lux eterna um conscious i said eight in eight minutes and i've already spent a long time talking about things um another one the uh, healthy heart hospital uh running hospital but um it had to oh yes yep had, yep had really bad management and you've taken over and um, as the game progresses, you're pulling cubes, trying to cure people. You haven't got all the staff you need. Then people start to die and you can kind of hide the bodies around around the hospital until the point someone finds you out. Um, really good. You can play multiplayer. An awesome solo variant is available on BoardGameGeek, which um, is just it's well worth it. But again, I think that's one's difficult to find. But um, that ends up going everywhere. And my last two, um, Bigger Box, Nemo's War been on kickstarter a couple of times uh yes um, oh yeah we know this one yeah so that's again it's um quite a large footprint but you are running 
what's the ship called? A submarine. Oh my, I've forgotten. Nautilus. Yeah, Nautilus. Yeah, you're running that around the earth, trying around the seas, trying to avoid all the ships. Um, you can destroy ships. Uh, you're drawing cards, going on adventures. Um, loads of variants in the box of different stories that you, you're following through and looks and plays beautifully. And then my final one on the list is Hostage Negotiator, um, which is, um, again, small box, solo game, um, trying to, yeah, save hostages. But I'm now at eight minutes, so I've just failed. Um, the one I haven't played, which I see a lot of, is, um, is it Final Goal? Yeah, everyone's talking about yeah. that. Yeah, um, I, I missed a chance of picking up the, the Kickstarter set at the expo by about half a day. I didn't realise it was there, but somebody has some Kickstarters. But, um, but those are ones that I most often grab off the shelf. Now, there's rolls and, roll and rights and there's flip and rights that, that often get in the bag, but they are not solo games. They just work well, one player. Um, right, absolutely. Not, yep. It's a different experience to me. So I want to, I'd like to tack on one more real quick. Okay. And that's The Lost Ruins of Arnak. See, I've sold I, it. You did? I did. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Tell me more so, about Sole, and maybe I'll regret it. I, I never played the base solo variant, but they did a print-and-play solo campaign, right? All right. They told a story. It was really interesting. It was really cool. And it required, like, you needed some tokens to indicate when the, when it triggers a story element mm -hmm. for the campaign. So I used uh, discarded dice, uh, not dice, discarded cubes from Pandemic Legacy, yeah. which we finished years ago. So I have all these components lying around. I'm like, oh, I'll use these. It was really good. The story was cool. I, I felt like there was a – so Lost Ruins of Arnak is already a solid game although you may disagree because you sold your copy. Um, but this solo variant, I felt like it was more, right? Interesting. It but it was a one-time thing. Like, I'm never going to do that again yeah, because I see the story unfold. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, but um, it worked. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely, please, if you are a primary solo gamer or you are um, an avid solo gamer but you're open to multiplayer, we want to hear from you because I think this is a great subject to talk about. Yeah, I, I mean, think if, that sorry. solo gaming is becoming a larger percentage of the board game community. Yeah, that we need to engage more, and I really want to hear from you. I mean, there's quite a few dedicated Instagram accounts, like mostly Solo has an account yep. that every day is giving us insight and there's more that my brain right now is not going to remember but um we'll, um, we'll tag we'll off tag the top a few. of my mind it's board gamer girl yeah she plays a lot solo um well and then there's the solo sunday challenge that goes around yes instagram. i think we'll put a couple of links in our posts on instagram tomorrow yep. to to relevant solo champions of the course so i want to leave with this final thought that solo gaming is is good and valid and true. And I think Gareth and I, all we care about is that everyone stays calm and game on, yeah. whether it's with your spouse, your children, or by yourself. 
yeah and i think if anyone's got any recommendations particularly like the games i've talked about let me know because there um, there's bound to be some hidden treasures out there that i've never heard of so oh, um, absolutely yeah, let us know but yeah just keep playing solo yeah. just do what you want to do enjoy games and be kind to each other yep and with that gareth tell everyone where they can find you so you can find me on instagram under board game meeple um or meeple to meeple where we both are how about you pj uh, and you can find me at uh, on Instagram at the underscore Cajun underscore gamer. Sweet. And that's where you'll find me as well as Meeple to Meeple. Um, thanks for listening. Gareth, thanks for talking to yeah, me. No worries. This is yeah, always a thrill. Yeah, love it every week. Speak to you again soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.